This is episode number 211. Why do some people judge others? With Paul Newell. Welcome, my name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who've overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to make a few quick announcements, first one being an invitation to our upcoming event called Survive to Thrive Attitude of Gratitude. This is a two-weekend experience where we'll be exploring the concepts of different ways to develop resilience with gratitude, grieving with gratitude, and ultimately exploring the whole mindset behind what it means to be grateful and what life looks like without this larger concept of being grateful. If you would like to more details about these upcoming experiences, please visit our website at overcomingodds.today where you'll be able to find the full agenda as well as all of the speakers and facilitators who will be taking part of this particular experience. The second announcement that I would like to make is this. If you enjoyed any of the previous episodes or if this is your first time tuning in and you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can hear these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. Paul, yeah, welcome buddy. to the show. Yeah, buddy. That's, <laughs> you got me excited in that intro. I was like, yeah. oh, man. I'm glad I got yeah. the podcast right. <laughs> That's one of the challenges, you know, of facilitating multiple ones is sometimes it just becomes muscle memory. Yep. And so, like, you recall one and, like, for some reason, the other name comes in, and <laughs> but oh, yeah. that's the beauty, I think, of a space like this. Is just that, you know, I'm human, about to make mistakes, and the the faster I can embrace that and accept that part, I think the easier journey becomes because mm-hmm. then I'm not sitting there with the shame, the guilt, the embarrassment, but rather just hey, shit happens, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It happens, man. Shit and shit. The the topic that I wanted to talk to you about, and I couldn't really think of a better person than to have a conversation with you around this, judgment. Mm. The reason why I chose you as one of the guests is because, so in my, I think it's been a year of knowing you, maybe closing in on a year. Yeah. One of the things that I can confidently say about who you are is that you are brutally honest. You truly tell it as you see it. And I find that to be a rare quality because A, I believe it's a skill. I think it's a skill that one practices just like anything else, like asking for help or further developing courage. And this topic of judgment, I think it's an interesting topic to explore, not only due to much of the judgment that I think I've seen within, you know, the past however many months to however many years, but ultimately trying to understand why do some of us judge? Like where, where do you think judgment actually comes from? Uh, self-belief or belief of self. Um, I think it comes from that. I think it also comes from conditioning, thinking that uh, things have to be done a certain way. Uh, mm. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, I think it's those two specifically because uh, for, to me, if when, when I, when I'm conditioned to think, oh, well, you're supposed to do it this way. Then I judge you because either I'm, I'm scared to do it that do it differently <laughs> or um, I don't, I, I've yet to get the courage. Yeah, I get to get the courage or like uh, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but then there's judge rather than judging self or looking at self. That's when someone can easily judge another. I'm going to say someone I've done it. Damn it. So <laughs> you know, I'm talking about other people. Oh shoot. I've done it. That's how I know. So shoot. I, I don't know if it's a, you bring up a really good point though, because in my opinion, I don't know if it's possible not to judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. I, I judge, agree. I find myself judging sometimes too, but yeah. I, I may, I think maybe the difference is that like in my situation, and I'd be curious to hear from yours, 
when I judge, I try and catch myself. You know, my awareness is relatively high, but I can't say it's there a hundred percent of the time mm -hmm. because some judge judgments are not perceived the way that I view it. So there might be certain things that I say that could be judgments to someone else. Right. But to me, it's just like a regular remark. Well, I think that's the thing. Oh, like it's, it's, it, yeah, your career, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Everyone judges, right? And the thing is, is that we we have we will have judgments. I will have judgments. The thing is, is like, um, do I have the courage to dive into the judgments? And let's also at least be aware of it. So one of the things I'm looking at is is well, what am I judging? Like, like, okay, I'm judging this person. Okay, well, okay. Rather, let me. I'm going to take the person out of this. Mm -hmm. Here you come over here. All right, now what am I judging? Like, am I judging that he did it this way? Okay, what's the reason I'm judging that him doing it that way? I think for me, it's it's helping. It's really helping me. Like, remember I tell you, I've, I've had some examples recently. It's really helping me get to the root of things rather than be stuck in shit. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been I've been finding a lot of benefit and and really diving into well, what is the judgment really? And then being able, my thing is also having the courage to really ask, like, hey, I'm judging that this is going on. Mm -hmm. Is this is this true? Like, or can we talk? You know, it's 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 it is a practice, man. It's mm -hmm. not easy. When did you realize when did you realize or become aware that you were judging others? Ooh. Well, it all started back when I was no. <laughs> I <don't> know, um, <laughs> Uh, I guess um, the earliest time that I can remember. Uh, wow, wow, that's a great question. The earliest time that just that just came to me was uh, when I was younger, when I was a kid. Um, I remember uh, one of my friends, and I'm, when I say kid, I mean like uh, I was like ten. <laughs> um, so I remember one of my uh, friends from church. Uh, uh, let's just say EB. Um, I remember he always used to get the freshest Transformers, man. And I was like, yo, how did this dude get Optimus Prime? And he's got the real one. Back then it was like, yo, okay, you can have like the mix of the emos. We call them the emotation. The emotation Transformers that you get at like the market or something. But like this dude would always get the newest Transformers. And I, was ju I remember judging like, he's such a spoiled brat. <laughs> and I was like, and and like at the time, I mean, that was my thought, you know. And then as as I got older, and then like learning more about his situation and background, I understand why why he was getting those things. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, you know, again, a kid. Like I'm gonna make a judgment. I'm gonna think something. I'm gonna have a, a thought about something, um, and I'm gonna express it in a way that I'm. I'm um, I want to test it rather than um, make it gospel. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm the same way. I think when I was younger, I probably made similar judgments, especially when it came to some of the kids having certain um, new toys or whatever it was. And it wasn't even the fact that my parents couldn't afford those toys. It was more so the way that my parents taught me how you earn certain things, you know, like we had as early as I can remember, one of the things that we had, especially in the summers <clears throat> was my brother and I, we had this spreadsheet where <clears throat> we had to do all these different chores mm -hmm. and we had to hit a certain number of hours. I think okay. it was either per week or per month. And so you had to, you know, practice your instrument, go to soccer practice, empty the dishwasher, like all these things. And as soon as you complete them, you put a check mark next to it. Mm. And afterwards, sometimes what my parents did was they would give us either, you know, a form of allowance or like take us to a store, which was a really great technique because it allowed me to develop further develop work ethic. Yeah. Now I, I understood that. that. Okay. I'm trying to get this and here's all the labor and physical work I'm putting behind it. So the chances, I think, after I'm getting that, of me actually maintaining it is mm -hmm. are that much higher because there's there's literally so, uh, blood, sweat, and tears behind mm. getting that thing. 
Right. You you uh, you have more. It's it's more sacred. Yeah. It's it's earned. Yeah. But in I school, totally like agree. I judged, I judged some of the kids that got it easy. You mm -hmm. know, they just got the toys for the sake of. They just asked. <clears throat> yeah, and it's and it's. So here's the interesting thing, right? Is that um, like looking back on it, right? When I was when the same age, like I used my dad used to get me these really fancy cars, mm -hmm. right? Every time I would go see him, he'd get me a fancy little these little diecast cars. I remember, and like looking back on it, like you know, just like understanding more now, it's like I started judging him because like I had judgments about what I was getting. Mm. You see what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm. There was this part in me that was like, well, why is he getting that? And I'm getting this. But then, like, really, I recognized why we were both getting what we were getting was because there were our, 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 our parents were looking to make up for ways that they had failed to show up. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, we, it's, it's, it's very interesting, this judgment thing, because I, I find that. And, and this is something that came to me this week, which I think is very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people, especially in social media, the, the, there's more of a, a, an opportunity for others to express themselves. Like, for example, what you and I do, like we're mm -hmm. truly expressing ourselves and then opening up these platforms for other people to express themselves as well. And I find that when, when people have the courage to express themselves, it's, it's, there, is, there is a judgment towards them. And then there's also a reverse judgment towards the others that are judging. <laughs> it's yeah. like, who are you? What the <laughs> hell do you know anyway? Bah, bah humbug. Go kick yeah. rocks. You know, I'm, I'm going to sit here and judge. And I found it, this, this, I found it happened this week with the, something I posted on Facebook a couple weeks ago. And then I got, uh, like, you know, backlash about it. And, you know, I've been called by, you know, friends and family reckless um, with what I share on Facebook and social media. And for me, it's like, yo, okay, great. Like you're judging this reckless. And then like, come to find out that they appreciate what I do. <laughs> so it's like, what? So I bring this up because, uh, you know, people are always going to, people are going to make judgments because they, they see something in another that they have yet to realize mm. or they have yet to actualize. <laughs> And then the people that, you know, that, that throw these rocks, that cast these stones, a lot of times they're stuck in their ways. And then they can judge. And I, I'm going to speak for myself because, again, I've been in this situation. And then there's times I, I still get in this situation. Like, it's a practice. It's not like all of a sudden I drank this elixir and I'm like, all right, hold on a second. I don't judge. Oh, my God. It's like, you know, it's like, what? No. Um, but it's, it's like um, – it's a practice and it's being able to really look at, wow, man. Like I found myself judging this dude and I'm like, yo, this dude's a freaking buster, man. Like, why is he coming at me like this? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I want to talk to this dude because I'm curious as to what prompted him to write this. Like, where is it coming from? And then when I came out, where it's, when I found out where it's coming from, he was going through a very similar thing that I'm going through mm -hmm. in a different circumstance, but the feeling and emotion underneath is still the same. And the mm -hmm. thing is, I heard him say a lot of times is that I would never share that with other people. So there's a judgment, again, reckless, and I would mm -hmm. never share that with other people that I'm doing that that person would never do or they have yet to do. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting. This can be a slippery slope. Yeah. The slippery slope is just <clears throat> You know, one, there are a couple of things that you said that I was curious about. The first thing is in, in regard to the parents. Mm-hmm. In, in knowing a little bit about your background and, mm -hmm. and the your own, you know, parenting journey of your own parents, I wonder if one of the reasons why you received one thing from one side and another thing from the other side, I wonder if that sometimes is internal competition. You I know, think so. Wanting to be the better parent, especially I, like in a situation where it's like a, a, I don't know, I'm thinking like a divorce or something like that, you know, where the couple is no longer there I yeah. think it's more of a competition to kind of be a level higher than the other one because then the society perceives it oh the mom is doing better than the dad right. or the dad is doing better than the mom and i was just curious like 
it's probably somewhat tied within that. Oh, I, I, I would definitely say um, because it's, it's like, I have to be a better person. I have, it's, and it's like, it's, it's, it's more competition for the time and attention, right? In those situ, in those scenarios, because again, my parents were divorced. I'm divorced now. Um, and it's, it's, it's very, it's, it, there is an internal competition and then there can be self judgment yeah. too, that I found mm-hmm. because then if there's like, Oh, well, my situation, my son wants to spend more time with his mother. My son spends more time than his, with his mother. I'm like, Oh man, like this is crap. Like, and then when I have them, it's like, Oh, like there was a time when I was like, okay, I got to show out. Cause I want to make sure that they want to be with me. Right. And now it's yeah. like, Hey, look, I, I'm going to show up how I show up. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you know, it's like, I, this, that was a tough lesson. I mean, you and I have talked on many occasions about a lot of these things. Um, and that's a tough lesson to really be able to let go of how I'm supposed to show up and try to show up as the best and really focus on showing up as myself, um, which is, is that itself is a practice. Do you ever, I don't know if worry is the right word, but let's say in this context, do you ever, are you ever concerned with the fact that by you choosing to show up as you are and not putting on all of these additional layers that the custody in your situation may shift? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's like, you know, after I got divorced, I, you know, I lost, I lost when I lost my corporate job and I decided to give this a go on my own and like, like learn what it is to hunt and fend for self. You know, listen, that was, that brought about a lot of stress and strife in the court mm-hmm. systems with my former wife. And if I had, gone with like, well, I'm going to go get myself a, a back in the corporate world and make six figures and then drink a freaking six pack when I get home to freaking release the stress. And then, you know, it's like, like that was killing me. So me showing up, like I could have put on the mask and I probably most likely would have had a heart attack by the time I'm 51. Um, yeah, man, that just hit anyway. Um, so yeah, me showing up, uh, yeah, has brought about some some perceptions, we'll say, right? And um, yeah, I think if I had showed up as like how I'm supposed to, mm-hmm. like get your nine to five and we're going to come in as a, you know, it's a whole other story. Um, yeah, I think it would have been, things would be different. Like I think there would be less stress in other parties and there would uh, be less resentment and less judgment. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I was just wondering that, you know, someone with your background experiences, I kind of thought like, if you choose to show up as you are, and you don't do all of these additional things, like buy the new transformers and whatever else, in the kid's eye, is the perception going to shift that, oh, mom buys me this, dad doesn't buy me that. Therefore, I may want to spend more time with my mom, because that's where I get all the things. Yeah, um, it's very interesting. Yes, yes, that is. And I think it's, it's immaterial and um, also attention, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the type of attention. Uh, so I think uh, it's, it's a level of trust when, showing, when, when someone shows up as themselves. Mm-hmm. Because like for my situation, it's, it's about trusting that all right, I'm going to show up as myself. And listen, the best thing I could do is be a model for my sons and how they show up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, and, and that may be, I, you know, I get, I get to always remember I'm playing a long game. Like uh, I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking to live to 108 years old. So I'm an infant right now. I'm like, <laughs> right? so, um, so, you know, it's, it, for me, it's a long game. So like, while my kids are young right now and they want to be with their mom, Hey, look, they're going to get older. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm alive, then like, you know, then me being myself is going to come into handy to them. Um, I'm trusting that when they're, when they're, and then they're young men. Yeah. And there, there's these constraints that get put on them. Like you got to show up as this, you got to show up as that, that, yeah. that, that, like, I'm looking forward to being that one to be like, yo, dad, how do you show up as yourself? 
Well, son, well, it all started back when, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, look, hey. It's know, a journey. It is. It is. It's a journey to like yes. continuously show up and continue to believe in yourself and redevelop that trust when it seems like it's lost. And there's just so many components. And I think that's one of the things I appreciate about, appreciate about who you are is that you do show up as you are. Like the person that I met however many months ago is the same exact person that I'm sitting across the zoom screen or the virtual screen right now. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. no, there really is no difference. And I, I think that's a really powerful thing to acknowledge because from my own experience, not only does it take time or it did take time for me to just show up as who I truly was, but there's also like, once you get there, there are more layers to go through. You know, it's not the end of the road. It's not yep. like we got here and like, okay, this is what showing up means. It's that we only got to a, a ne the next layer. And yeah. then there's going to be a little layer within that because both of us, I'm sure, still have things within our lives that we don't feel fully comfortable talking about. Yeah. Especially yep. to a larger public. You know, yeah. like we can have the private conversations and all. I was, I was having a conversation like this with Scott, and I think part of that is due to judgment due to fear of judgment. And I was saying to him how um, as a, you know, host, a leader and all these other roles, there are certain things that I genuinely can't discuss in public. Some of the decisions that I make and why I made them because there's the fear of judgment. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. very, my experience has taught me is that in many situations, very rarely will people give you the time and the space to really explain right what you thought in that moment and why you made the decision the way that you did exactly i, I man i wish i was in in, in, in on that conversation <laughs> we would have been on the phone we would have been on for hours though Oli. we would have been on for hours man we been, what um let me tell you it's I, I think it's wow yeah um i i really agree with that i think it's once you once you keep peeling away and the layers of 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 authenticity, like I, you know, that other word authenticity, I, I think is starting to get played. Um, transparency, right? Mm -hmm. Like about what who I am, where I'm coming from, what I'm feeling, all these things. It, there is deeper layers, and you know, and again, that's the thing. For for there's two things really in what you're saying. What I'm hearing, what I'm, what's coming up for me when you say this. Mm -hmm. There's there is that fear of judgment. And also, it's like it, it's like a barricade to truly. It's like a constant wall to push up against mm -hmm. to truly being yourself, mm -hmm. right? Like people are people are constantly gonna say, "Well, I can't believe he did that. He said that." And again, that's fine. There's gonna be most people that say that, but the thing, or not most, but there's gonna be some people that say that. But and the thing is, when I I found when I've scraped away another layer of transparency. There's been more people that have been like, oh, shit. You know what, dude? They may be like this. Yo, man, mm -hmm. listen, what you posted, what? Man, I needed to hear that. Mm -hmm. I needed to hear that. And I think that's the piece for, for leaders, for hosts, for, for those that like stay out in the public. There's, um, I think it was Brene Brown who called it the vulnerability hangover. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, like oh shit, like you know, you see my lies. Like sometimes I'll go in, like I'm like, and then after I'm done, I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? Like there was one video I posted where when uh, it was around when Aubrey, Aubrey, Aubrey got shot, mm -hmm. and I was working with my energy worker, and I had this experience where I was like, I, I like she took me in a past life regression, like uh, it's basically it's a you know. That's a whole other situation. But, like, she took me through this. And, like, all, it was on screen. And I recorded it and shared it. Because it was emotional. It was like, yo, I needed people. It was, it's like, not even I, but, like, I, I meditate and I do these shaman journeys. And my guides were like, share this right now. And mm -hmm. I was like, but, 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 but. And I shared it. And it's crazy because some family were like, Paul's lost it. How could he do this to the family? Mm-hmm. What is he thinking? I can't. It's an embarrassment. And now there's still, there are black men, black women that are like, thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. 
right? That was still tough for me, even to this time. I'm like, oh man, like I watched it. I'm like, I can't believe I shared that shit. <laughs> that got me. I'm like, I'm, you know. So I think that's and that that's the power of of having the smaller circles to support the continued transparency. Mm-hmm. You see, because I think to be transparent on a consistent basis is relentless. Because and the relentless means. I'm I'm constantly looking at my self judgment. I'm like really diving into like, well, what is this judgment that I have about this person? And like, does this person's judgment of me really even matter? Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to become a client? Are they paying my bills? Are they going to get me some fresh new Nikes? Well, <laughs> in that case, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all right, let them judge, man. Yeah. People are going to judge. Haters going to hate. <laughs> Why do you think family? So this is a question I've been kind of pondering upon for quite some time, whole concept of family and how, at least in my opinion, family is a topic that's not really questioned. You know, you accept it as is. And I remember very early stages when I was first launching Overcoming Odds, probably received similar criticism as you received when you were starting mm. everything that you're doing. And it was more so like how how can you share all these elements about our family history. And I was just sharing it as it was like, I wasn't necessarily mm. trying to put anyone in a bad light. It just happened to be so that some people were seen in a bad light due to the actions that they took when I was right. younger. And it really got me thinking as far as family is one of those concepts. That's not really questioned oftentimes. That question, how you mean questioned as far as people's actions, people's behaviors, mm. I think the whole mindset of whatever is said, um, is you know stays behind the closed doors. Like I, I'm not a believer in that because mm-hmm. I, I look at I look at them as people. Right. Yeah, I agree. With yes, that. they might be a, a family label wise, but at the end of the day, they're just like anyone else. Uh, they are, and I think there is the pow- There's a pow- powerful emotional connection mm-hmm. where it's like we're we're we, uh, when it comes to family there's more of a tendency to stay in the emotional brain rather than in the thinking brain. You know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I feel, I feel, uh, I feel mm-hmm. this way. Instead of like, I think that they may feel this way. Mm-hmm. Like, or, you know, it's, um, you know, you and I have talked about language and I think language mm-hmm. is important, right? So it's like one of, the, one of the things I'm always looking to practice and it's, it's difficult at times. It's like how I say things. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember my coach told me he was like, "Well, you know, whenever whenever you hear the, the the phrase I feel like, it's really whatever comes after that is really a thought. So they're like confusing themselves. I mentioned mm-hmm. that because like it's the same thing with family, right? Very few people can see family as a person. They seem like that's my brother. We have this history. We have this blood. <laughs> oh." And yeah, there is that connection. You know, mom and dad got together. They had us. Great. You know, two mm-hmm. people got together and formed a being. And we're family. <laughs> All right. Okay. And it's like, there's a person that has brothers and a brother that I don't talk to right now. Yeah. Listen, I, I love the dude. And for me, he's toxic. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, hey, listen, if he calls me, says he needs me, I'm hopping in the Subi and I'm going to go get him mm-hmm. when it comes down to it because he's family. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I had to, for our relationship, there was a point where I had to disconnect from the feeling brain and go more into the thought brain and look at, like, well, how is this relationship really affecting me and impacting me? Is mm-hmm. it a go or is it a no? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big part of it, man, that emotional connection. And then that, that, can, lead a pe- that can lead people to freaking some, some muddy waters, man. Mm-hmm. Muddy waters. Now... The act that you described, is that a moral responsibility? The act of what? Like, um, of, like of choosing to help your brother if it really comes down to it? Um, or is that just like a human responsibility outside of the family label? For, that's a great question, man. Um, at first, I thought it was, I thought it was family. Mm-hmm. Because, again, the emotional tie. Um now it's more of a human thing because like if he were to ever call me to reach out to me, I know shit is fucked up. Mm-hmm. 
so as a human being, I want to help him. Um, I would do that for anybody else, like that that I know that I know as well as him, mm-hmm. right? Because you know he's he's far from a person that will ask for support and help. And with where our relationship is right now, I know that if he were to call, I'd be like, okay, this is serious. I'm in. Hmm. Where are you? Well, how can I help? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a great question. That's thank you for thank you for bringing that to light. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about just my own connections to my own family, my, my brother and anyone else. And I think the biggest thing that I started to view recently is I started to look at them more so as humans mm. than any specific label, because I think I, I don't family. It's interesting because I, I don't personally, um, the whole blood connection, I'm not as tied to that. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't really even know what that means, you know. Right. Like, yes, we share blood, but what? It, like, and? how does that help me exactly? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, how does that help me better understand who I am, why I'm here, and or anything, or why we're connected? I think the whole connection, in my opinion, it comes from my own decisions that I choose to make, mm. wanting to stay connected, wanting to develop a relationship. Because there's certain people within my family that I don't have much of a relationship with because, A, it's either a one-way street. So one person reaches out, the other one doesn't. Mm. Or there is no street. There is no street. <laughs> there are no cars. You know, there's just no desire. Right. Um, yeah. No common interest. Nothing that really bonds it. And mm. that's where I think I was more so curious, like, what? why is it the topic that is given so much weight when the reality of the matter is, I mean, yes, it's different, but at the same time, to me, it really isn't than like a close friend group or, yeah. or the chosen family. You know, the people that you choose to be a part of your family that are not necessarily blood related. Yeah, listen, the family you choose. I love that. Like, to me, I think that is where the spice is, man. Like, and, and, and it's, and it's courage, it's courageous too, because, you know, again, it's stepping outside of the bounds. Like family is a holy thing. It's like your family. It's like something, I don't know. It's, I think it's a con- one of those conditioned things about family to have to like bring about shame and all sorts of emotions. Like, Hey, if you have this, like this family, mom and dad together with the two kids and the dog, and then there's like a cat over here. You know, it's like if you don't, if you fail to have that, then you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, so people want to hold on to that. Like, oh, I got to have a fa- Oh, you don't have a family? It's like when like people say, like, yeah, no, I don't want to have kids. You don't want to have kids? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, so it's, I think it's, I think it's, it's, again, it's a conditioning and it's, and it's a fear of going outside of what's supposed to be. Because in reality, to to really choose who you who you want to spend your time with and who you want to connect with on a transparent and intimate level, that's a power. That's mastery, man. Because mm-hmm. that's that's in a, you know when in yoga they talk about the crown chakra, the crown energy center, which mm-hmm. is sovereign energy. That's sovereign energy, mm-hmm. being able to determine and and choose who you want to have in your realm. Because your realm is an extension of you. It's fertile soil. It's how you, it's how you, it's where you provide order. So that's, you know, for people to step into and choose their friend and their family, big ups. Do you face judgment for the way that you live your life? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Now, coming from a Caribbean household, it's, uh-huh. um, it's interesting because like my parents always wanted us to have the, the corporate gig, you know, retire, do the things that they thought would be the best thing for us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I found, I found earlier, man, like probably my early, like 19, 18, I was like, I don't want to do this shit. And, you know, like, um, I did it for a while. I did it for a while and I was miserable, man. So now me doing it my way, I think I had more judgments when I was struggling, like when I was going through a really rough patch mm-hmm. because people were like, you have all this talent. Why don't you just go get a job? <laughs> Why are you doing this, trying to build this and this and blah, 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 blah. 
get a job. Lazy lima beat. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, you know, for, for former wife, relationships, like, you have so much talent. Why are you struggling? Like, because this is, this means something. Like, I know in my heart, this means something. And I've, and I've experienced judgment. Like, um, the thing is, I can sense that there's judgment. And that might be my own judgment itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can sense when it's like, you know, and I've had conversations with friends or family. They're like, well, you know, you should, you should, you should. As soon as I hear should, I'm like, oh, shit. Here, here comes the shaming. Here comes the shaming. Should is shaming. For, for people watching this, like, if, you, if should is in your vocabulary, I, I invite you to get that shit out of there. All right. When you talk, especially when you talk to someone you love, get it out. Because it's shaming. It makes people feel like shit. You like to feel like shit? Of course not. So stop saying shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I had, I had, uh, you know, I had a lot of that. And, and even now, man, um, you know, people judge I do too much. You know, it's like, man, like, when do you take a break? Like, um, I don't know. When do you have fun? Like, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> you know, I'm learning, you know? It's just like I have things and like I, 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 I'm, I like to build. I like to create. So there's judgment around that that I do too much. There's judgments that, you know, um, I shouldn't have gone through the court systems. I should have do this. Blah, 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 blah. I gotta... It's the point, Oleg, where I'm at, you know, I'm, I'm 45 years old, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm at this point where it's like, listen, I've spent the majority of my life being a people pleaser and allowing others' judgments to rule my life. And it's led me absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nowhere that I wanted to go anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe for those that were judging me, maybe they were like, well, you had this and you had that. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. That wasn't me, man. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I do experience judgments. And, and I think that's part of the evolution of, of someone that's self-expressive, someone that's an entrepreneur, someone that's going for big shit in their life. Um, you, you're going to experience judgments because people will fail to see your vision. The only yeah. person that truly sees your vision is you, okay? And you can do your best to explain it so other people understand it, and they still may not get it, mm-hmm. okay? It's what it is. So, um, yeah, yeah, man, that's that. That's a really powerful statement, and I, I feel the same exact way, and I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday during which I said the same exact words. Mm-hmm. I think there, becomes a, there became a point for me where I realized that in trying to convey my, my vision to some people who weren't understanding it, right. what I was ultimately trying to do is I was trying to convince them. Why right. I was trying to win them over. And then I realized it's like, why am I doing this? I've already been there. I've already tried that route. I've already tried to please everyone. The reality of the matter is fortunate or unfortunate, whichever way you want to look at it. Right. it it's, I don't think it's a possible quest. To try and please everyone. I don't think it's a possible quest to be understood by everyone, to be liked by everyone. And I think there's there's beauty within that because from the situations where I'm not understood or liked, it's an opportunity for me to literally stop in the moment and try and understand. Mm -hmm. Is it the language that I'm using or is it just the, I mean, personal experience that they've had? And then there's a wall to which you're not able to see through. Right. You know, like it's, it's right. like best example I can think of now is it's me trying to right now tell you why marriage is the greatest thing when you had a different experience. Right. And so due yep. to your experience, it mean that my message may never get across. Oh, you know what? So what just can't, man, you just hit on something, man. And it, it's, it's like, it brings about this story right, that I heard yesterday, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. It was actually in alignment with what's going on with the new moon, because it's like right now when this is recorded, there's a new moon happening on February 11th, still energy, and it's about like really embracing. What is is that? Can you explain that briefly? New moon, like literally? Yeah, like, yep, literally, new moon. Like, so basically, it's, it, it appears that there's no moon, but really, it's like the, sh- the moon is in, like, a, a shadow period. It's like, it's, it's like, um, like, how it revolves around us. Like, it's, it, it's, yeah, basically, it's like, that's the physical portion of it. But the new moon, um, like, indigenous cultures and also, like, past times, 
is really a time to set, set intentions. It's a, it's a time to wipe the slate clean. Um, in, in spells and things like this, a new moon would be time to set an intention. And then by the full moons, a part of that intention or something or that will be realized. Mm-hmm. So this new moon right now that's out is a lot about um, letting go of the internal judgments <laughs> and, the, and the external judgments. So I was watching this video on it and this guy had this great example. I think he heard it from Elliot Hulse. And he said, he said, listen, so there's two different houses, right? And there's one bird. So the bird is up in the tree, chirp, 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 <laughs> right? In one house, the, uh, a person comes out and they're like, oh, that bird sounds divine. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have their cup of Joe or tea and they just are loving the chirp, 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 chirp. In the other house, the person comes out and it's like, shut the hell up, bird. I'm trying to get some sleep. I was out late last night. Damn, bird, wake me up. Now, it's two different houses. The bird doesn't give a shit. The bird's still going to be like, one house, the person's loving life. The other house, the person's hating life because they're hung over. Whatever the circumstance, they both have judgments. The bird's still going to keep chirping. So I love that story because when 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 i can it tell it gives me an example when i could be when i'm myself keep chirping keep singing people are going to say and view it however they want to view it based on where they are and they ain't got shit to do with me mm-hmm. so i i you know that's that's my thing no, I love I love that. That. diane actually just made a point she said the more we learn about where we came from all the way 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 back and with stories like the one, perhaps the one that you just shared, we'll shift behavior, attitudes, culture, and be better for it. Bless I, up, Diane. True. I couldn't agree more. I think like mm-hmm. starting these conversations and continuing the dialogue around topics that are not oftentimes as accepted. Right. I think it's probably one of the only forms to change. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I, will, I may never know. Right. I may never know how I feel about when people judge or why I judge. I think it's these things that bring awareness and everything that you're doing that brings awareness. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. And by some people, you may not be liked, but I don't, I don't think that's the course that you and I are on. Exactly. Like by everyone. Yeah. Listen, this course is is far for, far is, is is for the few and selected, man. (laughs) 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 Ain't for everybody. Yep, it's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, dude. Paul, tell me a little bit about how people can connect with you, and I'll pull up here the yeah. dreams. Yes, it's a course. The other one's a course, right? Yeah, the Juice Dreams is the organic juice press business I have in New Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so for people, it's great for people that um, you know want to do something different for their health that's um that's that's going to help with your immune system help you get more nutrients in your body and they taste delicious and if you're like i hate veggies and beets like i think <laughs> if you try these juices you'd be like damn this is crazy um because it's like i love helping people get more into nature and, and fueling their bodies with that and then um the king's college it's a it's a divine masculine series for black men um, we help black men embody the masculine archetypes. Um, uh, so those are the lover, the warrior, the king, and the magician. And we help the and we help these men and support these men and figure out what those things mean for them, and then help them integrate those parts of themselves into their life um, for their for their highest self. So that's been huge. Um, listen, people can reach me at uh, on my email, Paul twenty five. Uh, Newell, N-E-W-E-L-L at gmail.com. Uh, you can also reach me on LinkedIn, DM. Um, also on uh, Instagram, uh, New Wellness Guide, N-E-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S-G-U-I-D-E, uh, Guide, uh, New Wellness Guide. Um, yeah, man, uh, those, are the, those are the best ways to reach me. Um, email's good. Um, do you do phone numbers on here? I don't know like, what that is. <laughs> Go like, ahead. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, listen, if you want to connect, like, send me, shoot me a text. You want to connect? 908 723 8977. 
I don't know. Everything is done differently <laughs> nowadays. So it's like, I got to go right. with the gut, man. Like, sometimes, <laughs> you know, texting sometimes is better for me because I can see it and I can respond back and like set some time to talk because I don't know. Yeah, things can get hectic, man. <laughs> Do you want to share your address too in case anyone wants to show up at Absolutely. your store? And once again, help me make some juice. And then help me make some juices. You know, he's like, yo, cut. yo, DM me, let me know you want to help make juices. Then come on down. How right. long have you been doing the ju uh, juice drinks? Uh, we're in February now. I started juice drinks in August. And it's bananas. It's been one of the coolest adventures ever, man. Um, and that was just a personal desire to actually like consume the veggies and, and yeah. the fruits? Or is there something else behind that? Oh, well, well, yeah, it started off as a, me taking care of myself because I did a fast and like uh, to, to help my blood pressure. And I started drinking more beet juice with like apples and carrots. And, and then I was like, yo, this is good. And I started posting stuff online on social media outlets and people were like, this is great. So I was like, yeah, I could probably make a business with this because it was in COVID. I was like, I don't know when I'm going back to work and I need to figure out a way to make some money over time. Mm -hmm. um, and I want people to get healthy and and also, I recognize like I started. That's when I started doing more work with um, the BIPOC community. And I realized like our nutrition sucked. Um, so the the juice it, this juice dreams originally started as off as juice truck dreams because the end goal I'm looking to get it by third quarter this year is to get a juice truck. Um, oh wow! And, yeah, and then like go to marginalized areas, sell juices, like you know, and then eventually get a farm. So that's the end game for it. So right mm -hmm. now, I'm, I'm I got three juices, all organic. Um, in glass bottles they're beautiful people love the bottles and now I'm, I'm stepping into the next stage so I got these fresh labels that are getting printed and bags and delivery and would you ever cool. travel outside of New Jersey to do yeah this? absolutely like yep other parts of New York and maybe even PA yep yes that's that would the, be yeah. Awesome. yeah and, then, and like because I'm looking at once I get the labels then the next thing is looking at where's where can I ship um, because like, you know, again, it's organic and it's fresh. Like, so, you know, there's, a, there's a shelf life to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's all coming about, but yeah, I'm looking to do, uh, you know, I'm looking to do something in North Carolina, then Florida, New York, um, Cali, Colorado, and Texas, New Mexico. Look, I got, I got a plan, but it's long game, <laughs> long game. For anyone that's listening or will be rewatching the show later, what would be a helpful connection for you in making that dream possible? Wow, great question. Um, hmm. I think the great, uh, best connection is if there are any organic farmers in New Jersey um, or local farmers that want to do business, because uh, that will help me. Because now I'm taking this next stage of the business where I have more juices and I, have, I need more produce. And mm -hmm. it'll help me keeping the cost down so that then I can get quicker to my end game. Uh, be able to keep the margins down and be able to distribute, like give stuff away down in marginalized areas if everything goes well. So that would be the biggest help to make that happen. And then also, if anybody wants to donate a juice truck, <laughs> I'll put it out there, man. You donate a juice truck. Listen, you never man, know. You never know. Donate a juice truck. Or if you have like a screening business, if you want to donate screening, I, I'm open to screening my Subaru. I think that's what they call it. Like the screens, like you put on the car with juice dreams. I listen, <laughs> I don't care if people judge, man. I'm like, eat, eat, juice dreams, baby. Who you with? Yo, check the website. It's on the rear panel. Yeah, hey, listen, whatever. Those two things would be great. That's awesome, man. We'll make sure to include all that. And then for anyone that's listening, you know, please connect with Paul and help him make his dream a reality. Blessings, Oleg. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for this platform. Thank you for having me. I, thank you for being you. Is you're you're a gift, man, to many, to many. So appreciate you, man. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content as well as the latest episodes. Also, if you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these courageous and inspiring conversations. Once again, 
We thank you for listening, and we'll look forward to having you next week. Thank you.